The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Welcome back to the Small Biz Ahead podcast. I'm Elizabeth Larkin. I'm Jean Marks. Hello, Elizabeth. <laughs> Thanks for jumping in there. I was going to introduce you. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> no, no. We, we have to change it up a little bit. You have yeah, to be like, Yo, I'm Elizabeth. I'm Jean. Yeah. Welcome. Woo-hoo, to the... <laughs> yes. Okay. And a little like theme music. <laughs> okay. So today we're going to get right into our first question. And this one was sent in specifically for Jean. And it's about one of your favorite topics. It is. And it was sent in anonymously, and here's the question. Hi, Jean. I'm a new business owner. Like I said, it was sent to you personally, and we love that. I do like that. I'm a new business owner, and I'm hoping you can help me troubleshoot. I am considering hiring a virtual assistant to help me handle my bookkeeping. Hmm. What should I not do? I like that question. <laughs> what should I not do? Yes. When I'm hiring a virtual assistant. Okay. To handle bookkeeping. Yes. Okay. So for starters, um, I can tell you this, Elizabeth, you don't want to not pay attention to what the personal assistant is doing. Does that make sense? I have like a lot of double negatives there. Yeah. What that means is, is that um, a, a lot of my clients, when they hire like a bookkeeper, they basically just outsource everything to them. They wipe their yeah. hands and they just walk away. Oh, well, my bookkeeper is taking care of all that. My bookkeeper is whatever. Okay. When you're working with an outside person, whether it's a bookkeeper or anybody else, it's outsourced. But in this case, bookkeepers, you want to make sure that you are speaking frequently to this bookkeeper. You are getting certain information. From what is frequently? If this is a bookkeeper from your business, I speak an email to my accounting manager who is essentially does most of my bookkeeping um, once, twice, three times a week. Okay. You know, I mean that, that much. I mean, it depends on your volume. Um, I get reports from her uh, once a week, both on chargeability of hours and what we call a flash report that has certain metrics, so, okay. you know, cash and revenues to date. And I'm looking at that stuff. And then once a month, she sends me a detailed general ledger, which is all the transactions flowing through my books. And I literally print it out. I mean, like we're a small company, so it's like 25, 30 pages. Yeah. And I like sit there and I like read through it. I page through it. I look at all the transactions that went through my books during the month. And I circle anything that was sort of raising questions to me or whatnot. And, uh, and then talk about it or email, you know, with those questions. So I guess my point is, though, is that if you're going to outsource your bookkeeping to like a personal assistant, whoever that is, um, you want to make sure that you are staying on top of your books. You're not wiping your hands clean. Don't disengage from your accounting. So you have said before in podcasts, you're crazy to do your own payroll, yeah. you're crazy to do your own taxes. Would right. you put bookkeeping yes. in that category? Yeah, yes. you're crazy to do your own bookkeeping. I think you're crazy to do your own landscaping, personally. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know, there's people that are out there mowing their lawns all day and whatever. First of all, you're going to get hurt. You're, you're, you know, your mower's going to run over your foot. And, and it's you have better things to do with your time. Now, different people have different opinions. A lot of people are more DIY type yeah. people. And some people really enjoy doing certain stuff. So that's fine. But I don't know anybody who enjoys doing bookkeeping or payroll. I mean, I, yeah. some people actually like to mow their lawn. It's therapeutic. They're into it. They're whatever. Yeah. It's time away from the family. They can, you know, zone out and whatever. Get a little sun. Get a little sun or whatever. But if you're, uh, but bookkeeping, that's pretty much 
you know, inarguably, also, everybody hates that. I just that. want to pause you for a second. Gene mm. lives in an apartment. Yeah, that's so. true. But I lived in a house for 30 years, <laughs> 25 years before that. And you never mowed the lawn No, yourself? we had a landscaping really? company that mm. just came and did it. And, uh, and, and it was because I'd rather... Yeah, I have better things to do. Spend time making time. money. Yeah, I mean, my business is an outsourced business. I mean, we provide technology services. So uh, we do stuff that, you know, a lot of our clients could be doing this stuff on their own when they hire us, but they choose to have us do it because we just do a better job and they have other things to do with their time. Same thing with bookkeeping. Yeah. So if you're looking for that personal assistant to do your bookkeeping, um, I, first of all, you absolutely should be. You shouldn't be doing it yourself, but you do have to still stay engaged. Okay. So let's say you're just starting out like like this new business owner is who didn't anonymous. What is the first report that you ask hmm. for from your bookkeeper? First of all, I'm not a big fan of monthly financial statements. Okay. Um, I, I, I am a fan in the sense that I think they're important to look at monthly or quarterly. But they're, by the time you see something on a financial statement, it's like history. Yeah. So you ask about the first report that I want to get. It's a flash report. What is and that? What, what is that? So the flash report is for some of my clients is daily, depending on their volume. Other people, it's weekly. For me, it's weekly. Okay. Um, and it should have some key numbers on it that you're using to just run the business, to put your thumb on the pulse of what your business is doing. Now, every business is different. So it depends on the type of business that you're in. But there are some numbers that are consistent among them all. You want to know what your cash is. Okay. You know, you know, so if it's once a month, once a week, I want to know what my cash balance is at the end, you know, at the end of each year. You want to know what your receivables are. You want to know what your payables are. I think you should be knowing what your revenues are month to date and year to date. Okay. That's, that's very, very important. And a lot of people like to check their payroll dollars month to date and year to date as well. Then some people like to go into more, what's my backlog? Right. What some people like to have social media statistics because that's important to them or how many leads they got in this week. So now we're getting into other like, wait, other things. How much they're spending on? No, like social media statistics are like I, I'd like to know how many uh, Twitter followers or Facebook likes I have on every Friday, like and how your that's going. Would do that? Because that's and that's a great question that you just asked because remember you brought this up saying I was thinking of hiring a personal assistant to do my bookkeeping and yeah. whatever. Don't be afraid to ask your bookkeeper to gather non-bookkeeping information. Because they're good at Excel. Yeah, they're good at Excel. <laughs> and like, is it that hard for them to look up, you know, your yeah. Facebook? Like, is it that hard? If you want to know what their backlog is and your sales manager is the one that's sort of tracking that on a separate spreadsheet. Okay, so then your bookkeeper calls up or emails the sales manager. Hey, what's our backlog? So I can okay. put it on. And the bookkeeper, you know. what other vendors are they they're touching? They're touching your payroll service? It depends. They might not be touching payroll because, really? well, your payroll is your payroll. They might be calling it in for you. Okay. You might have an, an HR person or an office manager that does the payroll. Um, your bookkeeper may be doing your invoicing. Or maybe not be doing your invoicing. I mean, it depends. Maybe your salespeople are doing the invoicing, which I don't recommend, by the way. Your bookkeeping is is checking all of your cash that's going through your accounts and and it's supervising the rec you know the reconciliation. So they're in a position. They're working with a lot of different people, so they're in a position to gather all of these hundred percent stats. Hundred percent. So ultimately, your bookkeeper's responsibility is to make sure that your books are complete and accurate. Okay. So whatever transactions are affecting your, your financial statements, that's your bookkeeper's job to make sure they get in there. 
okay. might be coming from different resources, right? When you then ask that bookkeeper to provide to you that flash report once a week, that will certainly involve some numbers off your books, you know, your, your accounting system, but then some operational numbers that might not like, you know, a sales backlog has not been recorded in your accounting system yet, but it's a number and it's an important number. So you say to the bookkeeper, get that number and put it on my flash report. Yeah. And okay. that's, that's what we do. So that's the role that that bookkeeper should be playing. Um, but you want to, you know, I think the original question by anonymous who is <laughs> creepy, um, is it right? Cause now I'm going to be hacked because that's, that's, that's probably okay. the anonymous that it is. Uh, but the, the original question is, you know, you know, what should I be, um, you know, looking for in that book? Yeah. You know, what is the biggest mistake that, that can be made? So the biggest mistake is, is not, supervising your bookkeeper. And also, I think you talked about in a previous podcast how you got caught off guard with numbers once. Like, they're doing the report for you. They might not say to you, like, hey, Gene, check your bank balance. You know, it's funny that you all say that as well. I mean, you you don't want to have over expectations. Um, But yeah, my bookkeeper, like... I, I was not paying attention to my numbers the way I should. And apparently neither was she at the time, because then, you know, one day I was like, oh my goodness, we're like really down in cash. Yeah. Right. I told you that story. This was like yeah. years ago. And, and I was like, why did like, she like tell me that, you know? So yeah, you can't expect miracles from a bookkeeper. Yeah. It's a bookkeeper. Yeah. You know, like I said, their job is to just make sure the numbers are complete and accurate. Yeah. If you wanted analysis and recommendations and reviews, then you want an accounting manager or a controller. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Which most small different. businesses really can't afford. Yeah, it depends on the size of the company. Yeah. So generally, if your business is usually more than, um, you know, 10 to 20 employees, then you're usually hiring somebody in-house to be your accounting manager. Okay. And then when you hit more than 50, 60 employees, that's usually controller time. Okay. Yep. All right. So anonymous, I hope that helps. Yeah, anonymous. Let us <laughs> let us know your feedback, anonymous. And don't hack me, please. And also, if you could leave us some comments once we post this this podcast, you can leave a comment at the bottom. Let us know what do you ask your bookkeeper for? Because I think everyone's different. Yeah, I agree. That's great. And I think that would probably help this new business owner in figuring out maybe what he or she should be asking for. By the way, just before we leave the topic of bookkeepers, um, so I pay my bookkeeper by the hour and I pay her like, 30 bucks an hour. That's great. Yeah. So just as a sort of a benchmark, yeah. you know, you get what you pay for. Um, I always, I think 30, she seems very happy with that. Yeah. So. All right. We'll be right back with Jean's word of brilliance. This podcast is brought to you by the Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, the Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers with property, liability, and workers' compensation insurance. Check out the Hartford small business insurance at thehartford.com. All right, we're back with Jean's word of brilliance. So um, the word of brilliance that I have today is it's two words and it's it's mentally challenged. This is serious, <laughs> not kidding around okay. here, but I came across um, a company that um, it's a Japanese company that has developed a really cool software that I think would be of interest to a lot of business owners, uh, both large and small. The name of the company um, is called Okushin, OK. U-S-H-I-N. So it's Okushin System. Uh, no S on the end, just Okushin System. Okay. Um, and there's an article I saw in, in Japan today. And what they've developed is a software. It's called SPIS. I don't know what that stands for. S-S-P-I-S. And it's designed for companies that employ um, people that have mental 
disabilities or emotional challenges okay. to help them. That's pretty much everyone that has emotional challenges. Yeah, I mean, it's a real, right? but this is where people that are like, you know, diagnosed and, yes. you know, and are, and are, and are you know, working with these issues and it helps, the software is designed to help them be more productive and be better employees and for employers to use them. So if you've got, um, if you're listening to this and you've got somebody that might have some emotional anxiety issues, things like that, and you're aware of them, um, what this software does is it's installed onto their device, usually their laptop or their PC or their MacBook or whatever. And um, at regular times during the day, it literally interrupts what they're doing and asks the person some questions. How are you oh. feeling? Um, are you feeling tired? Um, on a scale of one to four, do you feel angry right now? Uh, can you mm -hmm. determine this letter, this color? I don't, don't want to ask you. One yeah, four? <laughs> four? You only go to four? So, but it asks, um, it asks these questions of the employee uh, and, you know, and quickly, you know, maybe five or ten questions and they answer. The answer are immediately tabulated and then the results are sent to the employee's supervisor and can also be sent to any outside I'm therapist. sorry, that's creepy. You might say that, but the idea there is that if the supervisor is trying to keep an eye, if somebody is feeling anxious oh, or they okay. are feeling right. angry or they're, they're, you know, they're answering questions that would might raise an alarm or whatever, the supervisor can intervene and say, hey, you know what? Uh, maybe if you'd like to you know, cut out early today or let's take a break for an hour or two or is everything okay? And it, it gives sort of like an alert in advance that there might be a problem. And and you know, what, what Okushin is saying, because they're using it internally and they've employed mentally challenged workers or people with emotional you know, disorders or things yeah. they're dealing with, um, they've said that it's, this had an enormous help for their employees' productivity and their enjoyment, quality of life at work. Well, I would think if I, you know, I'm rushing around all day, you know, I'm sitting at my desk, I'm answering emails, I'm editing, I'm like thinking mm -hmm. up crazy things to do with the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm responding to Gene's emails. Which takes up a um, lot of your time. That's, you go time. way above four on your <laughs> anger scale. I've, someone interrupted me and asked me, like, how are you feeling? Like, I think I'd be annoyed, but at the end of it, I think I'd be calmer. Right. Because I took a second to sit back and think, oh, okay, this is, I, I am feeling a little rushed right now. Or right. I am feeling like maybe I'm feeling really energized right. and that's good. And then you want to... It depends on the person, though, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it, it really does depend. But but I think it would annoy a lot of people. I don't know. It depends on the person. And I just all, you know, I think what the aim of this company is to say, listen, you know, it's a significant part of the population, you know, or workforce. They do yeah. have anxieties. Yeah, 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 they do yeah. have stresses. You know, many people obviously are, are they're in therapy or they're getting treatment or whatever. And, um, you know, how can we make their jobs a little bit better for them? And also for their employers as well. How can we get them both sides? So is you, if you, you're a small business owner, yeah. would you implement this across your company for everyone? Or would no, you do that's it a, it's for not just some it's people? not designed to be that way. It depends on how you wanna how you wanna do it. I mean, I would probably be if only if I had somebody in my company. And thank goodness, I really don't have anybody in my company that, as far as I know, are suffering those kinds of things. But if I was aware of it. Um, became aware of it. It was a condition. It was a reportable kind of condition. Um, I would certainly, of course, ask for the employee's permission, even if they were seeing a therapist or a doctor, ask for their permission as well. Um, and just saying that this is an application, I think it might help you. Yeah. Um, do you want to give it a try? And if they're like, no, 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 absolutely not. Okay, fair enough. Okay. You know, I, mean, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't force it on anybody, yeah, but it's a tool and an aid. And I thought it was pretty cool. So. All right, great. Good word or brilliance. We'll be back in a couple days with our next episode. Thanks, Gene. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Jean for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. 
check us out at smallbizahead.com. 